I'm back for episode two. Uh, Texas thought they were going to be saying that yesterday, but uh, not so fast, my friend. Uh, they, they were all so close. I know this is a podcast about the Tennessee Volunteers, but man, how close were they? Uh, but we might get into that later. Probably not. I'm going to be talking balls because this is talking balls with Dylan Holt. And man, what a time it is to be a Tennessee Volunteer fan. Uh, yesterday, uh, you should be listening to this on Sunday. I hope you are because you're hopefully still excited about that game. Uh, man, yesterday was awesome. I, I, There's not many times as a young ball fan – there hasn't been a ton of just great wins in my lifetime that I can remember. A lot of them are from the early days. And that win over Pittsburgh that we're going to dive into, man, it was awesome. And it, it felt like the games that we lose, that we've lost throughout my lifetime, and we actually won, and it, it just felt so good. We're going to dive into it. And like I said, welcome to Episode 2 of Talking Balls uh, with Dylan Holt. And uh, presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. I'm, I'm excited they've gave me this platform to talk about my favorite team. And we're going to dive into what was one of the biggest games and one of the best games from week two of college football. So we're going to get right into it. Yesterday, Tennessee, our Tennessee Volunteers, traveled to Pittsburgh to take on the number 17 Pittsburgh Panthers. And what was a, t- a top 25 uh, matchup on the road for the Vols, out of conference, which we have not seen a ton of those uh, in a long time, it, it feels like. It feels like it's been Tennessee going on the road, and they're unranked most of the time. But this time, the balls were ranked, Pittsburgh was ranked, and it just had a big game feel. It that that three thirty, two thirty kickoff on ABC, right after everybody in the country is watching Alabama and Texas. Texas gets absolutely hosed by the refs. They won that game in my mind, and I, I think we're going to talk about it later. That should create a lot of excitement for not only us, but everybody else in the SEC. Alabama's beatable. I really believe that. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that. We're going to talk about the Vols. So we're not going to talk about Alabama. That that You come here and talk, hear me talk about the Vols. Well, you, you can hear me talk about Alabama on the Dylan and Dylan show, and don't you worry. There'll probably be quite a bit of Alabama slander on this next Dylan and Dylan show. Um, so top 25 matchup in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Vols walk in there, the Panthers walk in there, so much hype around this game and the first quarter, it seemed like it was going to be just a classic Tennessee letdown. And I, I I don't want to say, I want to stay positive about this team, but man, the first quarter started ugly. That first drive, we get nothing. And I was like, Oh boy, this is not a great start. And then Pittsburgh drives right down the field. Uh, Keaton Slovis looked sharp. I think it was like six of six on that first drive. We hold him to a field goal. It's like, okay. They just got a field goal. The defense is that will bend not break. Tennessee comes right back out. Three three and out. Nothing. They have to get the ball right back. And then Pittsburgh, their very next play is a 76-yard run to the house. And it's like, oh, my goodness. This is a disaster. Like, this is not going well at all. Like, what is going on? We're... We're falling apart. We're down ten nothing early. It feels like Pittsburgh's got all the momentum in the world. This is this could not be going worse. Get the ball back. Nothing. We stall. Turn the ball over. Downs. We can't convert a fourth down. It's like, well, this isn't good either. So Pittsburgh's got the ball. All the momentum still up ten to nothing. They're driving down the field, and this is where momentum kind of switched a little bit. Flip just a little bit. Keaton Slovis looked to the end zone. The Pittsburgh quarterback, Keaton Slovis, looked to the end zone. And Trevon Flowers was able to pick it off. And I think that was a big switch in the first quarter. Because if Pittsburgh's able to even get a field goal there, that's big for them. They, they keep that momentum. Tennessee was able to snatch it a little bit. They went on a 10-play drive 
or excuse me, an 11 play 80 yard drive in just over three minutes and got to the house. Jabari Small, one yard touchdown, cut to a three point game. It's like, oh, sick. Like, we're, we're right back in it. We're going to get right back in it. And uh, it's going to be a dogfight the rest of this game. Very next drive. Pittsburgh, and this bleeds into the second quarter. Uh, Keaton Slovis finds Gavin Bartholomew, which I got to give credit to Gavin Bartholomew. That man, the tight end from Pittsburgh, is a stud. And that play he made on the 57-yard touchdown, hurdling a defender, breaking a tackle, absolutely incredible play. It was when it happened, it, it was almost like war flashbacks, which a lot of this game was like war flashbacks to that Purdue game in the Music City Bowl last year. Because that play by Bartholomew, uh, it was a very athletic play from a tight end, very similar to that very athletic play from Purdue's tight end, Payne Durham, during the Music City Bowl. And I was just sitting there like, oh, my goodness, it's happening all over again. This is not good. This is not what we want to see. Um, and it was not it, – it, it seemed like things were starting to fall apart. And it's not what you want to see when you're on the road against the top 25 team, against a team that's the defending ACC champion. It's like, man – this is not what we want. We want we wanted to get a stop. We just scored a touchdown. We were getting a little momentum. We had the interception. And they come out and just score a freak play. And it's like, oh, brother, I don't like this one bit. But that's okay. Because on Tennessee's next drive, we did our thing. We, we, we did the offense, you know. And uh, Hendon found the USC transfer, Brew McCoy, which was a controversial play because it, it seemed as if the Pittsburgh defender – Push Brew out of bounds. He, the momentum took him out of bounds. Brew was able to get back in bounds. Hendon found him on the uh, on the fade route, the go route, however you want to phrase it. And Brew got in the end zone for his first trip to the end zone as a volunteer. Huge play. Uh, it was a in total. It was a 32 yard t- passing touchdown. An absolute beautiful ball from Hendon, and he got Tennessee momentum again. And then a few minutes later. Jabari Small found the end zone to give Tennessee a 21-17 lead. And I think the second quarter, how Tennessee was able to fight back in this game and take the lead, they started getting after Keaton Slowis, the Pittsburgh quarterback. They were putting pressure. The defense really dialed it up. In the first quarter, Pittsburgh was doing a really good job of taking care of Keaton. And then, man, that Pittsburgh defensive line, or the Tennessee defensive line, excuse me, and the linebackers and even some of the secondary, they were able to get great pressure. And they're they're getting Keaton Slovis on the ground, and it, it created a lot of problems for Pittsburgh. And then it led to, with about not much time left in the first half, uh, Tennessee brought a blitz, and it was Tyler Barron sacked um, Keaton Slovis, stripped the ball from him, and Tennessee recovered in their territory, which led to Tennessee being able to add a field goal before halftime, go up by seven before half, and that was the play that ended up keeping Keaton Slovis out for the rest of the game, which was. Huge for Tennessee, honestly, in the scheme of things for this game. Because Keaton Slopes in the first half, 14 of 24, 195 yards, touchdown and a pick. For a half, that's really good. He was on pace for, I mean, that's nearly 400 yards. And that that could have been huge, especially when you're having a day from uh, Israel. I'm not even going to – I'm going to butcher Israel's last name. Pittsburgh running back Israel. Uh Abinkanda, I believe is how you say it. Um, he was having a huge day, and Keaton was having a huge day. So if Keaton was able to stay healthy, that could have been very detrimental. But unfortunately, Keaton left the game, and 
it, it helped Tennessee because the Pittsburgh offense couldn't do a ton in the second half, but neither could the Tennessee offense. The Tennessee offense went dormant, scoring only three points in the second half. Pittsburgh scored 10 points. If you add up the math correctly, that means we were tied after the second half. And Pittsburgh has an injured QB1, QB2 Nick Patty is limping, can barely walk, and was able to throw a touchdown pass to tie the game on fourth and goal. And is, I mean, you got to take your hat off Nick Patty and the rest of the Pittsburgh team. A lot of the players are playing hurt. Nick Patty, you can tell it watching on TV that he's playing hurt, doing everything he could to try to will Pittsburgh to win. And they got him to overtime. And uh, in overtime, I told my dad this. My dad said his fees, he had to go to work. And I told him, I was like, you can see, they, they zoomed in on Hinden Hooker's eye. You could tell he was locked. You could tell he was LeBron James or a Tom Brady or all these elite little athletes. When they're locked in, they're like, we're not losing. It, it's winning time. And the first two plays of overtime were design runs for Hinden. And Hinden was making things work. And then Hinden uh, dropped back. It looked like Pittsburgh was getting a lot of pressure on him. He's able to step up in the pocket. He threw an absolutely beautiful ball to Cedric Tillman. Cedric was the only person that was going to catch that football. But that's the kind of connection Cedric and Hinden have. Cedric brings it in. Touchdown Tennessee in overtime. 34-27. And it's like, hey, defense gets a stop. They play like they have all second half. We're in business. The defense comes out there. And they get them to a fourth down. Pittsburgh converts. And uh, it's like, oh, no, this is not good. On the third and goal play, Tennessee brings pressure like they had through the second quarter on. And they get a sack. And it led to Pittsburgh having, I believe it was four goal. And and I, I remember when it happened. I just I waited a second before I saw the flag. There were no flags on the field. Because that it was a euphoric rush of just like in my body. Because I'm used, and I know a lot of you listen. We're used to testing these things. This game. This game was very similar. I mentioned the Purdue game. This game felt so much like that. And we lost that game. Getting this win overtime on the road against the top 25 opponent. It's the first time we've been the top 25 on conference on the road since 2003. That's almost 20 years, and that was against Miami. This is a huge win for Tennessee. That's what I've been with Tennessee my entire life. They couldn't finish it. They finished. They were able to come into the big stage in winning time. And that, that's a huge deal. We haven't seen them do that. That guys that we can trust to go back there and make plays. And that's just so big. Hinden Hooker, 27 of 42, 325 yards, two touchdowns. That's the guy. I mean, Hinden is him. I know, like, that's, I, I make jokes of him. Oh, he is him. That connection between Sajid Kilman and Hinden Hooker is just incredible. I really think it's one of the best duos in the country. Uh, I mentioned Hinden's that Cedric, nine catches, 162 
two yards on a touchdown. Averaging 18 yards a catch. He was targeted, I believe, 19 times, maybe 18 times. It's like, why this? I, I know they asked Josh Heidel after the game, halftime or whatever it was. Why are you targeting uh, Cedric so many times? Why wouldn't you? It's Cedric Tillman. And I know Cedric dropped a pass or so, like in the first half. I don't care. Cedric Tillman is one of the best receivers in the country. Why would you throw him in the ball? They, they showed you why he's so great in overtime throughout the game. It's just incredible. And uh, it's a joy to watch both Cedric and him play football. Somebody that kind of went under the radar, at least like after the game, I feel like. Jalen Hyatt, 11 catches, 73 yards. It seemed like he kept coming up big throughout the game. He was making little catches for Hendon to move the sticks. Brew McCoy. Brew and Hendon don't quite have that chemistry yet that he does with Cedric. That he does with Jalen. Let's get that. I totally know that Brew is an Brew has made huge catches. The touchdown he had in the fourth quarter, where he was able to will his way to a first down where it should not have been. You got to make a play. That's the thing about it. I mean, Drew Jalen is going to basically be a tough one. He's going to get Jacob Ward, Christian Grant, and Jamar Strong. That's it. Uh, Indian was able to rely on Patrick Jalen and Drew for a two-ball game. The rushing game wasn't great. Jalen Wright led the way with 47 yards and 9 I thought Jalen played really well. Um, he had the fumble, which sucks some air out of out of his set moments, but, but that's all right. He, I thought he played well. I thought he ran really hard. Jabari just 17 yards on the ground, but he had the two touchdowns. And then Hendon had 27 yards rushing. The rushing game wasn't great, but that Pittsburgh defensive line is really good. And I, I know you want to be able to run the ball. When the pass game's working like that and Hendon's, Hendon's cooking, I mean, let's keep throwing it. Throw the little pass plays to Jalen Hyatt. Hit Cedric. Hit Brew. I mean, if it's working, keep it going. And I, I think the running game's going to be okay. I think I think the running game slept on with Tennessee. It's just we fell behind, so obviously you're going to pass more. I, Hendon finished with 42 passes. It's okay. I, I think the running game's okay. Last week, a lot of people were concerned with the pass rush. The pass rush is obviously a-okay. Um, if if our concerns come down to like the rushing game, the rushing game is fine. I mean, last week, everybody was concerned that we didn't create a single sack against Ball State. Last Yesterday, last night, yesterday, whatever you want to phrase it, Tennessee had 25 quarterback pressures. That would be the most in a game for the Vols in the last 10 years. Tim Banks cooked up some great defensive schemes, and it was shown throughout that game. And I I said it last week. I've said it on the Dylan and Dylan show. The Tennessee defense is not as bad as people say it is, and I really believe that. I know some of the guys from Pittsburgh had great days. The Tennessee defense is not as bad as people say it is. That, that pass rush, when it gets going, is good. Secondary slept on, I think. I think they can make plays. Trevon Flowers obviously can make plays. That's a great that's a great defensive back. Uh Byron Young's a great edge rusher. Tyler Barron slept on. The guys can make plays. I, I think the defense is okay, and they showed it yesterday. They they kept Tennessee in the game. After they looked shaky early, they stepped up 
made plays and allowed the offense to get rhythm and come back and win. And I, I think that's huge. It gives us a lot of leverage. It gives I think it gives the offense comfort that, oh, we didn't score on this drive, we're going to be okay because the defense can get a stop. Maybe they can create a turnover. And that, that comes in huge. And it's it's something that a lot of people have concerns about the Tennessee defense. And, I, yeah, there's still concerns. The defense isn't a lead or anything. But when you've got guys creating um, havoc plays, I, I always think of them as just creating havoc. That's big. Got guys recording quarterback hurries uh, as much as three in a game. Uh, tackles for loss just all over the box score. Nine tackles for loss in total. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. In a game against a team that's the defending ACC champions. I I just don't know how people can be frustrated with the pass rush after what they did yesterday. Recording four sacks. Um... I just, yeah, people are still just not sold on the Tennessee defense. The the unit, and even the Tennessee rush game, which came with 91 yards. It wasn't great, but still almost 100 yards. The unit I was most uh, suspect about was the special teams, which didn't play great. The blocked punt, Javon Flowers muffed a punt. I mean, it was, that wasn't the prettiest. And that's things that, like, going into our next game against Akron, he cleaned that stuff up. When you got a team like Akron coming to town, clean up the special teams mistakes and everything will be all right. You get all three facets of the game clicking. This Tennessee team's dangerous. I really, really believe that. Uh, Tim Banks, I think, does a great job with the defense. We know the offense is great. And if, if they get things cooking, this Tennessee team, I said it last week, this could be a special season. I, I truly, truly, truly believe that. I mean, that Pittsburgh team, I don't. I can't give enough praise. I think that Pittsburgh team's good. I think they're going to end up. They're going to be in the conversation for the ACC title. It seems like uh, Clemson's bouncing back from their off season last year, but I, I really believe in this Pittsburgh team. I think they're going to have a really, really solid year. And uh, as long as Slovis stays healthy, or, or even if Nick Patty, I think I don't think Nick Patty was bad at all. It's just he got hurt as well. And if, if they can get healthy, they've got a solid running back. The defense is good. That Pat Narduzzi, that's something you can always hang your hat on. Pat Narduzzi is going to have a good defense. The fact that Tennessee was able to hang 34 and do some things with the offense on, on a Pat Narduzzi defense, that, I think that's really good. Um, and, yeah, it's there's not much more you can say. It was just a great game. It was a game that Tennessee hasn't won. It, it's just the whole time I was like, man, this is another heartbreaking loss for Tennessee. I hate this. It just feels so good to be on the winning side. It's just we're not used to that. I love it. I absolutely love it. And now we're 2-0. and And this was a week where we saw a lot of ranked teams lose. And Tennessee had one of the tougher challenges going on the road playing another ranked team. We saw Alabama, the number one team in the country, struggle at Texas. That is an unranked team. Um, I think Texas probably has more talent than a lot of teams in the country, but they're unranked. They're unproven. And Alabama Alabama nearly fell. They probably should have fallen at Texas. Tennessee was able to grind out a tough win at Pittsburgh against the defending ACC champions. Texas A&M lost at home to App State. Uh, Notre Dame losing at home to Marshall. Nebraska, a program many view in the same light as Tennessee, lost at home to Georgia Southern to fall to, uh, was it 0-3 now? They, I mean, they're struggling. It's 
I've, I've seen people that aren't just super satisfied with this win for Tennessee. You should be. This is one to celebrate. Obviously, there's things that we can fix. Get the running game, more things going. The special teams need to be cleaned up. It'd be ideal for the defense not to give up huge plays of 70 yards, 50 yards for touchdowns. But you see the improvements throughout the game, and I think that's so big. There's been years where Tennessee doesn't make improvements in the game, and things just go, and it's a blowout. Yesterday, the coaching staff very clearly made adjustments, and that's why they won this game, and I I absolutely love that. And that's I think it's going to be huge for us throughout the season. I It's coming off this game. This is a game that was going into the season. I was like, we're going to learn a lot about Tennessee after the Pittsburgh game. Going to Pittsburgh, that's a huge test. And now you come out of that game, we're 2-0, and and we come back home next week, and we have Akron. And this is no disrespect to Joe Moorhead, no disrespect to Akron. Tennessee is, they have to win. And that's no disrespect. Akron went to Michigan State yesterday, lost 52 to nothing. Akron, I mean, if Tennessee's who we think they are, Tennessee has got to win that game. Uh, Akron's averaging 15 points per game while allowing 37 and a half. Uh, averaging about 300 yards, about 244 passing, 62 rushing, while allowing almost 500, 474 yards allowed per game, 250 pass yards, 224 rushing yards. I mean, Akron, God bless them. They beat St. Francis in overtime in week one, which is, I believe, the first time they'd won a week one game in a long time. But they went to Michigan State and it was a buzzsaw. I'm not crazy about Michigan State quarterback Peyton Thorne, but threw for 212 yards, two picks. Uh, Michigan State running back, um, what's his name? Uh, Jalen Berger, three touchdowns against the Akron defense. You, you might see a big game from Jabari next week. Uh, he had 107 yards. The Akron defense, I'm not sure it can keep up with the explosive Tennessee offense. I think this is one where we just have to be careful, stay healthy, get the job done, and not look ahead to next the next week. While we're going to look ahead, we might mention a little bit here, Tennessee can't do that. We focus on the task at hand, take care of Akron, and then we get ready for one of the biggest home games in the last maybe decade, maybe decade. I mean, you're going to have hopefully a top three Tennessee team that's going to be I assume top 15 in the country, if not higher, going in to September 24th against Florida. And hopefully it's a night game. I've already got my tickets. I cannot wait. It's going to be a near, near. It's going to be a sold out Neyland Stadium. And it's going to be rocking. And a lot of people in Florida ranked or thought of very high. Obviously, they're ranked high. They're number 12. They lost to Kentucky last night. And I don't really know what that says about Florida because Kentucky's good. Kentucky's got a good defense. Their offense isn't crazy, but they got a really good defense. And Anthony Richardson struggled. I think Anthony Richardson will do much better against the Tennessee defense, but that's the story for next week. I think I think everyone should be excited after that Pittsburgh win and buckle up because I think next week's going to be fun against Akron, and then things get real exciting as we get into SEC play with Florida coming to town and going to LSU and all that. But take a minute, 
watch the NFL football and just appreciate that win against Florida or against Pittsburgh. Hopefully, we get a win against Florida. Appreciate that win. The first road non conference win against the top 25 team since 2003 against Miami. The most quarterback pressures in a decade. We have a star quarterback, a star wide receiver. I, I, a star head coach, it seems like. Josh Heupel's the man. It just feels so good. And after after having so many examples of just heartbreak, just in my lifetime, it, it just feels good. And as soon as uh, it went final, I'm jumping up, hugging my brothers. We're playing Rocky Top on the speaker outside. I get a FaceTime from some of my friends and they're all singing Rocky Top they're not even Tennessee fans they're all singing Rocky Top we're like the Vols they're, they're, they're legit and I'm like man I really hope so and I, I, I'm, I'm believing I'm really starting to believe now obviously every Tennessee fan's a little pessimistic but a win like that makes you start to believe and I know Pittsburgh had plenty of problems with injuries and stuff, but still going on the road, beating a top 25 team, the defending ACC champions, that is massive. We're going to see a big jump in the polls and we've got a team that we should take care of handily next week before we start SEC play. It's exciting time. Really, really exciting time. Uh, Don't take it for granted because we know what we've been through. Take it all in. Appreciate it. Appreciate the players. Appreciate the coaches. It's been a long time coming, and this is fun. I'm having fun talking balls with you. This is an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to, sh- to subscribe to Tunnel Vision Sports and Talking Balls on Spotify. Rate it five stars, please. Um, follow Tunnel Vision Sports on all social medias, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, TikTok. Find us on all the socials. Find me on the socials, Dylan Holt. Uh, And yeah, this was Talking Vaults. I'll see you next week.